0: Our queen, Lena Waithe, not Dunham. Right? (laughs) No.
1: Brunch. Hit it, (laughs) boys.
0: Present sucks, Dawson. Why does the present suck? Because if the she didn't expressly ask for a Peloton, then it was a very rude and problematic thing. Very very bad present. Very bad present. I've probably said this on this podcast before. That was so that was such an intentional hope we don't get owned on this. Really? One you thing. think so? I think so. I think that I don't know. I think that they had to know there was gonna be backlash, but it was like a harm a Not harmless really. enough thing where they could say we're gonna keep showing the, the commercial.
1: I don't think so. Like I don't I it's hard for me to think that they imagine this happening just because like it's not new to have some like commercials for exercise equipment being given for Christmas. And there's no real controversy there. Yeah. There really isn't. It's we've had this discussion, like the that like the the fact that there is quote unquote controversy over the guy giving his wife a Peloton for right. Christmas
0: Maybe she asked for it, right? That that was that was maybe it's the this, this skeptic in me. But when I saw that people were mad about this, I was like, I don't think he was like I don't being know, a I don't dick. Know, this guy, yeah. like, uh, she she was like very in shape at the right. beginning of it. I don't think maybe she I,
1: just likes riding her bicycle,
0: right? So she could have asked for it. He could have <laughs> thought like, hey, like this is a good excuse for us to get a Peloton. They've got kids. People I know with kids love pelotons of course they do they are crazy about them because they say that you can't uh if, if you're home with the kids there is absolutely no way you can work out or exercise right. or anything like even if you want to do some like home stuff and you got weights and everything it's a whole clunky endeavor but if you're like hey while the kids watch this tv show i'm gonna ride the peloton and now this sounds like an ad for peloton because <laughs> i'm pissed I'm, I'm i'm not a peloton guy i'm a boutique studio class mm-hmm. guy go if you if you're mad at peloton get back at them take out your by, frustrations
1: right. by going to the handlebar
0: right by by going to the handlebar or whichever local class place there is whatever small gym i think it's a great thing and if you got a job where you don't necessarily, like, like Pete you could go your entire day without any human interaction correct i m- usually do uh, i am <laughs> extremely jealous and that that's that's been that's my off days i had the other day i had tuesday off and last night, my coworkers were like, yo, did you speak to anybody that whole day yesterday? And I was like,
1: nah, man.
0: I legitimately said, like, I talked to my neighbor about shoveling for a second. And like, hey, snowblowers, man, they're so helpful. Okay, have a good one. And that was it. So if you've if you got a job where maybe you don't have a ton of human interaction, it's great to get out, ride the bike, lift the weights, whatever you're going to do. And say hello to people in the process.
1: I just thought it was wild that, like, that the reaction to the Peloton ad, or at least like a lot of the recent reaction, has been like, "How dare he get a uh, an exercise bike for his wife?" I I was like dunking on that commercial because it's so stupid that she, like, it's a very awkward commercial to begin with, and it's very stupid that she's making dunked on. You think so? I I think that's more likely.
0: Well, here goes nothing. Face like they. If anything is super problematic about it is that they like who do they make seem cooler in that the 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 yeah who's the, the coolest spouse, person in right. that commercial <laughs> probably the children obviously but the the spouse
1: not if they're getting, being raised by those parents
0: the spouse getting their spouse uh like $2500 christmas present and then getting a video back or That's
1: tough tough exchange
0: or the person who gets a $2500 present Makes a video back, and in the process is like everyone's everyone's mocking uh, her. Like here goes nothing face, right? Yeah, everyone's taking the screen grab. Yeah. I laughed very hard at uh, <laughs> someone I know posted uh, when when he asks me if I know who Van Halen is. <laughs> oh and my it god! It was like the, oh here goes nothing. So I don't know. Like, like dunk on Peloton <laughs> all you want. I'm just a little skeptical. I think that they knew that in 2019. People are gonna have an issue with a husband getting a wife exercise equipment, regardless of what of whether or not that, that couple wanted yeah. a Peloton. Did you see my tweet about it with the lady's face? No. The, uh,
1: I I photoshopped in uh the tweet from that lady who uh made up the script for sexting. Do you ever oh, did you see yeah, that I one? I did see that. And I uh, I photoshopped that into like the screen of the bike and <laughs> it was like uh, my bought me my first ride. I'm very, very nervous, but I'm excited. And it's just the script of the, the, uh, I've been having some sexual thoughts about you and I'd like to share over text if you'd enjoy that. I've
0: got questions on the whole sexting front and the whole script front. <laughs> uh, are do we know that, the, that these two people have, uh, actually had real sex with each other? No, I think it's just it's a gen- general
1: script. If you want to sex somebody, no start what. with this script. Yeah man it's that's, preposterous that's like wild. it's a, i think that tweet is has good intentions because she's like ask for consent for all sexual yes, encounters of course. It, and obviously you should not be trying to sex somebody who like right there might I'm not like, be consent i right,
0: is he like hey uh, like i'm not
1: saying that there shouldn't be consent but like hey that
0: uber ride right? uh i've been having like you can't just <laughs> throw like a sex there but i don't know i saw that and i'm like
1: I think it's I think it's a well intentioned tweet, but yeah. I, I, too often nowadays we're just avoiding like we're just we're taking weird routes around just having a normal person to person interaction with somebody.
0: Yeah, well, in general, like this, this talk whole, like this a human. Shock you? I don't think I don't think I'm a huge sexter. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stunning de- I development. I don't I don't believe I'm big in the uh, the the sexting game, but just like. I don't know, Uh, that I'm left to say, like, are these people who are going to actually have sex with each other, shows you where kind of the the world exists in 2019. I suppose. Shout out uh, True Affection by Father John Misty, off the classic album I Love You, Honeybear. Says, when can we talk with the face? Instead of using all these strange devices, seems like you and I need to have a crazy conversation. Wouldn't be that hard. We get along so well, sentence by sentence. It's a trial run think i can show you how or something about i can give you true affection so don't don't necessarily do the the sexting if you're not doing the sex with that person i don't know maybe i'm old fashioned
1: if you uh if you're not doing the sex don't add the tea
0: right well Boom. that's not the thing like it's super weird like if if i don't know now we get to relationship advice from these two bozos but i don't know like are you why are you sexting somebody if you're not Going to or are having sex with them, it's true. Yeah, wasn't there that story that came out. Like kids these days don't want to have sex anymore;
1: they just want to sext?
0: I don't know if it was they just want to sex. I think mm. it was like they just they're just not to having to... sex, You're right? I think it was like they just want to like play video games. Well, I
1: read in uh, I read in Aziz Ansari's uh, modern romance book a couple of years ago that like that happened somewhere in Asia where like one of those countries they just they just didn't have any desire to have sex. Man, which is I mean. Sounds good for them, I guess, like
0: sounds like a cool place. Probably, probably making probably good decisions get more stuff done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting
1: stuff done, not making bad decisions, like I feel like the root of many bad decisions is just the desire to sex, uh but I don't know i I thought that that tweet though is like one of the best tweets ever because like there are very few of those tweets that get all peoples to come together and yeah. unite and be like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that one is, of those tweets.
0: That is true. It does take a lot for everybody to be on Especially
1: board. on Twitter where everybody wants to fight.
0: Right. That just stinks. I, I've said it before. I've scaled back the old Twitter and responding yeah. to like mean people. Jeff, somebody, I retweeted something. Oh, I've retweeted Jeff's favorite albums from the year. And a guy with like a, an American flag and a baseball glove mm. in his, <laughs> his. Anyway, this is going. Like, Carly Ray Jepsen, Are you kidding me? It's like,
1: yes. Yeah, he likes Carly <laughs> Ray Jepson.
0: Carly Ray Jepsen's a very popular artist and he enjoyed it. So Jeff went back and he was like, I'm sorry, this isn't about an American flag or. Ba- oh, no, the guy's <laughs> Twitter bio was like, sharing my thoughts on uh, America and the, baseball. Uh, like, <laughs> Our favorite pastime and the Boston sports media. And Jeff responded. He was like, hi, just seeking clarification here. Is th- is Was this tweet about America, the national pastime, <laughs> or the Boston sports media? And the guy was like, typical Twitter. You can't have a real response to this, so you're just going to make fun of me. And I'm like, mm. The argument could be made that you started this <laughs> yeah. by trying to make fun of him. Uh, so everyone's pissed at... Uh, it's Monday and people are pissed at Peloton. It's Monday and people are pissed at Billie Eilish. Except here's the thing. Nobody was pissed at Billie Eilish. That's another very Twitter thing. So the thing came out. Uh, Billie Eilish said she did not know who Van Halen was. Mm. And everybody said, would you cut her a break? Would you give her some, some slack? Cut her a break? <laughs> would you cut her some slack and give her a break? She's 17, biggest quotes in the world, because she's 40.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw uh, that there was... Uh...
0: A lot of people were like, wait, we're still doing the Billie Eilish's 17 thing. Get out of here. But like, people are like, would you, would you uh, give her a break? She's 17. A seven, it would be ridiculous to expect a 17-year-old to know a band whose heyday really came in the 1980s. That's, yeah. That would be crazy, or the, the 70s and 80s, I should say. And then everyone was like, I don't expect anybody, uh, like a kid right now, to know this band. When I was a kid, I didn't know bands from 30, 40 years ago. Here's a little newsflash, folks. Nobody was actually mad. That you didn't <laughs> yeah. know, like, did you see one person that was like, fuck off, dare Billie she? Eilish? <laughs> yeah. You don't know who made him. Every, but everybody... This is, a, again... This here's is a an appropriate Here's an thing. appropriate
1: response. Oh, wow, that's really surprising that Billie Eilish wouldn't know who Van Halen is. But I don't think anybody
0: was like, get her! That's what I'm saying. But everybody is reacting to this, You, she didn't know Billie Eilish crowd that doesn't exist. Nobody was saying, to my knowledge at least, I don't know, I follow some dumb people. I would think that they could have had the screw you Billie Eilish legitimately... Nobody expected Billy Eilish to, to, like, to know Van Halen, but this is just so of the now. Let's, let's fight gotta back stir against this thing that doesn't yeah. exist. Like, like, folks, tell me. I don't know. I feel like our listeners are younger than me. I can't imagine you're following any people or seeing anyone who's like, fuck you, Billy Eilish. You got to know Van Halen. You guys probably don't know who Van Halen is, Van Halen is and you probably moved on with your day. Yeah. Like, Doug, I was going to like, like you know I barely I barely know I
1: know Jump. That's about it.
0: That's cool. They were I mean I I loved Van Halen as a kid and that they made seem me cool. a loser. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how cool they are.
1: I mean I I don't know how cool a lot of music that I listen to is, but Van Halen seems like it might be up my alley.
0: Right. And apparently people have learned from this that Billie Eilish doesn't know like any music. She doesn't claim to to be a fan that's of fine. I don't except care. Like Justin Bieber, which cool i don't i don't care who yeah. is it uh 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 why can't i think of the the kid's name he was really hot for a second uh lil yachty oh
1: yeah yeah. yeah is yeah, that yeah. his name something yeah. yachty yeah lil yachty yeah,
0: yeah he had broccoli yeah with the drum uh he i think was very big on that people are like hey so uh
1: what were your influences you're, right like <laughs> what
0: were your influences you must love i don't know like how old is he he's he's a kid he's pretty young yeah right so i, I who would they ask would they say like you must be a fan of like Nelly or something or is that even too old?
1: No, I think that No, I think that's probably uh
0: I don't know, maybe like like 50 Cent or somebody. I yeah. don't know, whoever they asked, they were like, "Hey, so you must be a big fan of this." And he was like, "No, like I don't I don't really listen to a lot of rap music yeah. or something." And people were like
1: I mean, it's it's surprising, but you don't I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like you don't I I I don't read every hockey writer. That like I read some of them, but I'm not like Oh yeah! If somebody's like, "Who are your favorite?" Like, I don't read too many.
0: Right. You, th- I think that that happens with a lot of people. Like where they'll say, "Like, uh, who's your favorite hockey player?" Growing up to like a young hockey player, and maybe hockey's a bad example because it's such a it's such a community for for better or worse. But I remember I had friends in college who were on the football team, and I was like, "Oh man, you must be." This is yeah, There's a huge game in the NFL coming up this week, and he'd be like, "Oh, I don't watch a ton of NFL." Like I. As Jim Halpert said in the soccer episode of The Office, like, I'm more of a player than <laughs> a watcher. So, like, whatever. Who cares what Billie yeah. Eilish listens to? She, for sure, is not 17. But well, who cares what she listens to?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, who probably hopes that she's 17 who? is Drake. Because oh, do you see that
0: he, stuff? Why? Is he... Uh, he's, uh, is he's he's he hitting grooming? her up on the text
1: line. Yeah, he's, uh, Really? Yeah. He's uh, the quote unquote grooming again.
0: Yes. Yeah. That was a term that. Um, That's a
1: term that exists. It's a thing that exists. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was brought up when they found out that he was texting Millie Bobby Brown. Right. And wasn't now. I wasn't a fan of that. No. And now it's like double down. Like I, I also don't think that Billie Eilish is 17 years old, but maybe apparently Drake does because he's texting her. <laughs>
0: What I still don't really understand the story with Billie Eilish. I guess I feel like I've done research on this, but Bad Guy is like the really big, huge smash hit, mm-hmm. right? She's also got that song "bury a friend" that that folks are, are so fond of. But I feel like she's been around.
1: She's been around for a couple of years, like at least years? two, three, three years, because she did the one like the the thing where she revealed that she was uh, texting Drake was the Vanity... There's, like, a Vanity Fair uh, series of videos where they interview the same artist uh, th- for over the course of three years, and they ask them the same questions every year in, in like, a separate sit-down. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of cool to, like, be yeah. able to compare their answers year after year, especially for Billie Eilish, who's since blown up. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, she's was clearly a thing back then.
0: So you say since blown up. She was... Big two three years ago, like I remember, people would say like, "Hey, are you probably going big to the in Billy certain Concert and it was like at a huge venue, and I was like, "Oh, I just know that Billie Eilish." Like I knew of Billie Eilish, like I knew of Ariana Grande before I really knew a lot of her hits. I'm like, "Yeah, but she's like, she's the, the, she's the, a,
1: like stadium tour big now. She's gone mainstream."
0: Yeah, but I mean, hell, if you're playing, if you're like, I, I don't know where Billie Eilish was playing, not necessarily the Garden, but. Like a big venue around here And I remember thinking I was like What are this person's songs? Yeah (laughs) So like So Billie Eilish kids Let let us know Billie Eilish has been huge For kind of a long time I wouldn't say huge And I don't know what she was I I think she was I, I I could be wrong I mean, she's, you're probably right. She's probably going to be uh, nominated for best new artist in a couple of years. Yes. So that means she's <laughs> been around for. I
1: also at don't least get her. Years. I don't get her at all.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Not trying to to hate or anything. I'm. I'm not really a fan.
1: I will say the uh, the bad guy song works amazing on the bombshell trailer.
0: Oh yes, I did. think It's that. very very
1: good I on the bombshell they, trailer.
0: Uh, they they played it in reverse order.
1: Did they start off with the the end part? Or
0: I think they were. They play, I thought it was
1: a different song at the beginning. I
0: think they were playing the uh, the end, the Kendrick Lamar ask section, okay. where it just takes a total right turn and goes into like a, a sounds like it's a different song. I think they were playing that in the beginning, and then when the stuff's really starting to like heat up, spicy, they up, it's play the yeah. like the the it's the, like right the, after the, the part the,
1: where the, uh, Roger Ailes is like, "You need to prove it."
0: Oh, yeah, and John Lithgow. He looks horrendous. Right, I mean, I, guess I get it, but, trying like... trying to make you look as <laughs> horrendous as possible, you're going to end up looking horrendous. Does that movie look good to you?
1: Yes, I'm very interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be, like, a, a really good movie, but yeah. I'm very interested in that's,
0: it. Uh, that's Jay Roach, right? I don't know. I it, it, I saw it, and I was like, this is Adam McKay. Is that the guy's name?
1: Yeah. I was but, like, this is going
0: to be an Adam McKay movie. But it's not. A, Margot Robbie's in it. And be, it doesn't look
1: satirical enough to be an Adam McKay. So that's piece. the thing. When
0: I saw it, I was like, I'm guessing this is like a very satirical thing. But then, as the trailer goes on, I'm like, oh, this seems uh, like people a would have, down the middle drama.
1: People would have blasted that movie if it if you like gone satirical on that.
0: Really? Why? I don't
1: because like that's a very hot button topic. Yeah, especially yeah. right now. Like I think enough time has passed. Yeah,
0: being satirical about Dick like, Cheney. Yeah, I you know. But I think enough serious. time
1: has passed that like you might be able to get away with it.
0: Yeah, I guess that it's very fresh uh,
1: on the on the Fox News thing,
0: right? The um, uh, Vice was like almost like infotainment. Yeah, like a lot of people like saw that and didn't really know much about Dick Cheney. I guess I didn't know anything. Like that was like a
1: lot of my knowledge coming from that movie.
0: Ah, (laughs) you you knew that he was like the puppet master, and that like not to that extent. Oh man. Uh, SNL, even at, at the time, SNL would always... Like, I knew uh, Bush
1: was a dope, but I didn't realize that, like, he was being completely puppeteered. Yeah,
0: all throughout the Bush presidency, SNL's, like, commentary of it, every time they would show Bush doing anything, like, Cheney would walk in and make him get up. <laughs> something like, get <laughs> out of his seat in the Oval Office. Uh, yeah. Um, that Not only is that movie coming out, I saw there is... A, uh, we've got an Issa Rae LaKeith Stanfield rom-com coming oh, on no Valentine's way. Day. I will absolutely take that. Hell yeah. Yeah, it looks great. It's like, it seems pretty, it seems like every rom-com ever of like, for one, one reason or another, one member of this relationship is thinking, I don't know, I don't want to be in love, or I don't know if you're the one, whatever, but turns out they're perfect for each other. And the, it seems like very light, and fluffy. So we've got that coming Valentine's Day. But 1st got a Blumhouse Christmas movie. Oh, hell did yeah. Did you see that? Hell yeah. yeah. What is
1: it? The, uh, what's it called? Sorority one. Yeah, but what is it called? It's, uh, apparently that's like a, a sort of like a, re- it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a remake or something.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, and it's the been like d- Sorority Christmas House?
1: Yeah. Tower, and Tower of Terror? It looks awesome. I'm very excited about I it. I mean,
0: it looks like a Blumhouse. At, at this point, like, I'm seeing every Blumhouse movie.
1: But I'm going to tell you what. I think that movie is going to be really good.
0: Really? That's yeah. A, okay, you're calling the shot? Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm pointing to center field. I think that movie is going to be a whole lot of fun.
0: I'm just so happy that we're in a very awesome movie place right now. A few weeks ago. Oh, I feel great ago, about we like, where we are. Man, what's happening with the movies? <laughs> Joker? Hey, we saw Joker. We liked it. So, like, second best movie of the year? probably and now joker is like man joker is like 40 <laughs>
1: black christmas it's a remake of a a loose remake of the 1974 canadian film black christmas
0: ah the old uh the old cold pursuit thing yes
1: uh but wait this is weird um it says it is the loose sec- oh, it's the second loose remake of the 1974 Canadian bla- uh, Canadian film Black Christmas after the 2006 film
0: The Old a Star Is Born. Yeah, loose it's ass the, remakes.
1: It's, I don't remember either one of these ones. So the other
0: Black Christmas. So we're for sure going to see them all. Let's see. Black Christmas is an American. I'm more Canadian-
1: interested in the uh, the 2006 one because
0: oh yeah, yo. I so I typed in Black Christmas and I went to Wikipedia and it took me to the 2006 one. I thought I was reading the 2019 one. And I was like, "Yo, this has got Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's got uh,
1: Lacey Shabert." Lacey Shabert. Shab- Shabert.
0: Uh, Lacey Shab- Sh- Shabert. You mispronouncing it. If you had said, <laughs> "Hey, what's the girl from Mean Girls and Family Guy's name?" I would have been able to say it. And now you said it wrong. Lacey Shabert. Lacey. I think it's Lacey Shabert. Okay. Yeah. You know who she is? Yeah, she's
1: uh, she plays uh, Eliza Thornberry. What? Yeah, I think she's Eliza Thornberry.
0: She's Gretchen Wieners and Meg Griffin. No, I know that, but she yeah. was Eliza Thornberry before that. Uh, she's thirty-seven years old from Purvis, Mississippi. She's got, she's married, has one child. Um, oh yeah, she's also Meg Griffin. That's what I just said. That's uh, what she's known for. Oh. She's uh, she's Gretchen Wieners and Meg Griffin.
1: Yeah, well, the know, first season the first season of Family Guy. Yeah, because then Mila, it's still funny to me that Mila Kunis is Meg Griffin.
0: And I, I remember in the moment I was thinking that was so weird. I was like, "Wait, yeah. why is it's like this why is she Mil- doing this?" That was <laughs> they, this must be so much more expensive.
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm sure
0: that a thousand years ago, I looked up why. Maybe it's. it's I mean, maybe it's part of the joke anywhere. that like
1: that Mila Kunis is so hot, and the, like the the constant joke is that Meg is hideous. Okay. So that could be it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited about about uh. 2019 black christmas
0: it looks pretty badass yo listen to the plot of 2006 black christmas if i were to tell you that in the first the first sentence has the word jaundice would you be surprised (laughs) yes well billy edward Lenz, a boy born with severe jaundice is constantly hyperlinked jaundice (laughs) is constantly abused by his hateful mother constance with the help of her lover, Constance murders Billy's father, Frank, on Christmas Eve 1975 and buries his body in the house's crawl space. To prevent Billy from talking, she imprisons him in the attic. Years later, Constance attempts to conceive another child, but realizes that her boyfriend is impotent, hyperlinked. She goes to the <laughs> attic and rapes 12-year-old Billy. What? Nine months later, Constance gives birth to their daughter, Agnes. Oof. Constance uses the occasion of Agnes' birth to further reject Billy, and her boyfriend believes he fathered Agnes. On Christmas Day 1991, and this is 16 years later? Damn. Billy escapes from the attic and disfigures... Hyperlinked? Just kidding. <laughs> eight-year-old Agnes by gouging out her eyes... What?! Man, Agnes has had a tough life. Yeah, he then brutally murders his mother and her lover. What is this? He's caught by police eating cookies made out of his mother's flesh and is sent to a mental asylum, not hyperlinked. Wow. Yo, this has one, two, three, four more graphs. I don't feel like... I'm I'm in a tough reading space right now. I'm a little tired. I can't read the rest of it, and I don't want to read the rest of it. Maybe I'm not going to see the rest of it now. I know that we've got... I don't know, jaundice isn't a big problem for me, yeah. but I guess the gouging out the eyes...
1: That's a t- I mean, that's a tough life. The child of rape, named Agnes, and then gets her eyes gouged out by her own brother.
0: Speaking of the named Agnes kicker, like the insult to injury, yeah. where you got some terrible things going on, and then on top of that, here's a little light thing yeah. that's still pretty terrible. I uh, went to see Queen and Slim for a second time, okay. this week because Queen and Slim is so good, we're going to talk about it, and... When I went to the app, I uh, I got a, a few spots where I like to sit in the theater. I got some some spots. They were all full. and the theater, pretty much was packed. And I like to I, I like to keep a light theater.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I uh, so I like I was, to
1: keep a, a just a light a light presence of company, no matter where every, I go. Yeah. For sure,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, what else is playing? I'm just am not, not I'm not doing a packed theater, and uh, I was also dressed like I, it was a snowy day. I was wearing like sweatpants and everything, and I was like, I, I just I just can't be like around a hundred people right now. And I was like, all right, what else is showing around this time? Should I do Knives Out a third time? That'll be ridiculous, but that that's gonna be packed because that's still riding it's off hot on the streets weekend. When Harry Met Sally was showing,
1: <laughs> so weird. for some
0: reason, thirty year anniversary. So I was like, "All right, I've never seen that movie. I'm going to go to that." One person in the theater, perfect, empty, and I saw it. It was fine. Not the best movie in the world, whatever. But I, I feel like
1: that movie doesn't really exist, like. Everybody says it. they've yeah. seen it and like there are references sometimes, but like
0: I asked you, I was like, Hey, have you seen Win Hair Sally? You're like, I think
1: I was like, I don't, I probably, I don't remember it. I know that, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Billy Crystal, Billy
0: Crystal and Meg Ryan,
1: yeah, who, who cares?
0: Which Meg Ryan, goddamn, I knew, I knew that I've Meg Ryan has been al- alive my entire life and I've like always known who Meg Ryan was, but that movie started, I was like, Oh, holy shit. Meg Ryan had it going on back in the day.
1: Yeah, Megan Ryan is never really, really Crystal
0: didn't. No, definitely not.
1: Megan Meg Ryan's never really done it for me. It's just like I think a part of it is that just, I just think that she's very boring. She's very boring overall. Maybe it's cuz she's got two first names and her name is super boring. Hmm. Nothing does it for me. Uh, about I just Meg don't, Ryan. I just
0: didn't know a lot about Meg Ryan. Like I knew what she looked like. I knew she was an actress. And I knew that she was in all these When Harry Met Sally
1: this Oh, the, the, the When the Harry Met Sally franchise.
0: Yeah, the When Harry Met Sally franchise. So when I saw it, I saw it and I was like, not the best movie. And then later that night, I was like, can't really sleep. Should I toss on a movie? It's got to be a movie. It shouldn't be. A, a, I still haven't seen The Farewell for some reason. Oh, really? I was like, should I maybe throw on The Farewell? Ah, uh, I want something I feel, like I, the farewell, I feel like
1: The Farewell was in theaters for like eight, three days.
0: Yeah, that was, I think that that's why I didn't see it. I was um, like, I'll get around to it. But have, have
1: you seen the sequel?
0: To The Farewell?
1: No, to Harry Met Sally, When Harry Met Sally. So
0: that was the thing. I was like, I'm going to jump on these other ones, uh, Sleep is in Seattle, and you've got mail. And then about, I pulled them uh, up. To Harry, To Sally? To Harry, To Sally? A little Fast and the Furious Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Uh, So I was like, I'll pull up uh, some of these other When Harry Met Sally movies. To my shock, those are not sequels (laughs) of that movie. Although I think they, are they related to each other, maybe? I don't think so. I I did a lot of research after that, and I don't think I, I think I ended up skipping over that detail. Like, our our, uh, Sleepers in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Connected to When Harry Met Sally or to each other. Well, As it turns out, they just both have Meg Ryan and, and Tom Arnora Hanks, Efron Tom,
1: Tom, Is Tom Hanks in both of those?
0: Tom Hanks is in both of those. So okay. when I, I pulled up so, in Seattle and saw No Billy Crystal, I was like, so that's So
1: th- that's interesting that you say that because I thought that Tom Hanks was in When Harry Met Sally.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And so when when you asked me if I'd seen it, I looked it up and I was like, oh, Billy Crystal. I, I definitely haven't seen this. Yeah. Because I just thought that it was another fucking uh, Tom Hanks, Big Ryan movie. movie. Yeah. So you
0: thought that they were all in the same universe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So did I. Was incorrect. So I went down. I didn't end up seeing any, either of these movies, which is weird because that would seem like a major upgrade that if you liked or if you thought that when Harry met Sally was good enough and then you replace. Billy Crystal with Tom Hanks, you're like, okay, this is going to be a million times better. Well, I've for, sure,
1: for sure seen the other two.
0: You've seen Sleeves in Seattle? Yeah. And you've got mail? Yeah. I haven't. So I ended up doing a little uh, Nora Efron reading and yeah. that was f- fine. Uh, <laughs> she was, she's also like a journalist. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I'm reading up on Nora Efron and She's dead. Oh, and rest in peace. Yeah. This is the, this was, so this is the little insult to injury bit, the tie-in. Okay. Did you know that when she died, Spielberg dedicated the post to her? Oh, God. So when you see that terrible movie, Oof. I think it says it at some point on the screen. It must, like, hey, uh, we were thinking of Nora Ephron when we made this movie. <laughs> or like, hey, associate this movie with Nora Ephron.
1: That's that's pretty despicable because yeah. now she can't she can't respond yeah. and say no I don't want anything to do with that piece of shit movie right so then it's got to be a real kick in the pants too like when when you've you been saying it yeah and you've been known for making good movies and they make a shitty movie after right. you yeah pretty well
0: so what's the uh, what's the
1: is there an extra kicker
0: yes there is an extra okay kicker. believe it or not after reading Nora Ephron's <laughs> Wikipedia page I hopped over to Zach Efron's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Late-breaking Zach Efron heat check. Did you know that he fought a homeless man in 2014? What? Yeah, he fought a homeless guy in 2014, and when the cops came, they determined that it was... In the, this was a hyperlinked thing. I forget what it was, but there was something. I want to say the Slayer rule, but it's not that. That's the thing from <laughs> Knives Out. It was like the ju- the the police determined it was whatever, meaning that the two, it was like a willing combat between the two, almost like it was a sp- like sport, sport or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's like when like you don't get ass- uh, arrested for assault after you get in a hockey fight,
0: right? Similar, yeah. I guess. Uh, but there's that. He uh, hasn't. He's been clean and sober for a, a really long time. Oh, interesting! I didn't even know that he was. I knew, I knew that I he uh, checked
1: that. into rehab for uh, the the coke.
0: Oh, because okay. remember so on Neighbors, on what?
1: Remember in Neighbors, there was like a big. Uh, he checked into rehab during Neighbors, I think. Like oh, they wanted I didn't him to get that. help.
0: Really? Yeah. That's so that that's interesting. That shows that the acting chops that he plays a lot of like hard party partying douchebags yeah. when method actor in reality he's i don't know he i guess for all we know he could still be a douchebag people weren't super crazy about his thankful for martin luther king and a million instagram followers <laughs> posts so that's a little uh five-year-old Zac Efron, mm. he check.
1: I really need another one of these, like uh, these profiles of somebody that we like, where it stirs up controversy. We like it's been so long.
0: Yeah. Well, like, the, the Miles
1: yeah. Teller one was so juicy, and we got we, we. I love discussing that.
0: There's the Chris Martin thing. Oh, that one was. Well, it I, that's not like even he's like, like lightly explaining away. Like when I was a young man, I was, was homophobic. Was homophobic. Yeah. But he was so weird. about... Yeah,
1: him. and it was so unnecessary. And like I'm sure that maybe he, in his head he was like trying to get somewhere, but he didn't yeah. get there when it came out of his mouth. And I don't know I don't know why like a lot of these places ran stories about it. Because yeah. he didn't really say anything.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I I think that he was at least he was acknowledging something that for real that existed, exists yeah. that like if a kids like into art and I don't know. Likes music, like singing or whatever. Like in when when he grew up, when I grew up, people would be like, "Oh, sounds gay."
1: Yeah, you must which, be gay. Like, like if you do theater as like a middle schooler right. and stuff like that. When we were talking about um good boys, right?
0: I was gonna say like so good boys made me feel very good. Yeah, because I was like they addressed that like stereotype. Right. It, it seems like that stereotype, which if you think about it, is like top three. Stupidest and most inaccurate stereotypes, yeah uh, but it I don't know like I, I'm, I'm not currently a child. It seems like that stereotype, and that stuff doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, the uh, the, the, the Chris Martin one was a little weird. Uh, we saw two Smash movies. What do we see? Uh, oh we saw three, if we want to talk about knives out again. Well, because we, we had a
1: very, uh, a very careful discussion about Knives about Out. Knives out. I, w- I wouldn't even know if I'd call it a discussion. We kind of just like...
0: Tiptoed like we, crazy. We
1: like touched the water and we were like, ah, too dangerous. I'm not going to go in. Right.
0: Knives Out was the best. When I saw it, I thought that it was the best movie of the year. Immediately put it at number one. I thought uh, that was
1: a little generous, yeah. but...
0: Yeah, since then, since then, Queen and Slim has taken over the top spot for me. But Knives Out is... Still like right there, I 've since seen it a second time. it's excellent. The thing that I could have acknowledged last time that it just didn't really stand out to me, but I loved it so much the second time when um, when what 's on de armis's character's name? Uh, I forget. Marta
1: Marta: When okay. Marta
0: is telling is coming clean to the whole family, and then uh, Benoit Blanc steps in to break it up. <laughs> he comes in like like very uh, like declarative and goes "Excuse me." <laughs> and it's the funniest thing in the world. I think that I just kind of took it matter-of-factly the first time I saw it and I laughed out loud in the theater the second time it happened. Okay. Also, there's some pretty strong there's a very strong setup to the funniest part of the movie. The there's a knife scene. I guess if we're still not trying to spoil it, but there's a knife scene late in the movie that early on in the movie is uh set up for you okay he says uh a character says about another character he wouldn't know the difference between oh two yeah types yeah of yeah knives. yeah yeah and uh that didn't register with me the oh first it didn't time I saw yeah it. i
1: caught that the first time so
0: as it was happening as and also some was asshole
1: in my theater like like in the final scene or so i i i don't know if we want to cut that up, but like uh in the in the scene where that joke sets up yeah. uh some asshole in the theater was like, oh, I got it, and so like
0: before it was actually oh, revealed. Stinks. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. And when you see the knife scene unfolding, it's very slow and it's very awkward and it's very funny. And I would hate if I didn't get to experience that. Yeah, that stinks. Have you? Uh, how many times have you done Knives Out? Just once. Just once. Just. I, a- I
1: want to see it again.
0: Yeah, I- I'll probably see it again. I'll probably see. Queen and, I'm definitely going to see Queen and Slim in theaters again. We also, we saw The Irishman. Everyone had their kind of reaction to that. I don't know. I, I saw it. I feel like The Irishman is experiencing some serious la-la land. Oh, you liked this? You fucking loser. Yeah. Second wave stuff that... I mean, it's I did not appreciate that with thing. Lawland, and I don't appreciate it with The Irishman.
1: I don't know how many times
0: we've we've discussed
1: this, but like everything has to be the fucking best or it has to be the worst yes. now, and there's no middle ground.
0: And I really liked The Irishman, and everyone who saw it initially said they really liked it. Like when I went into the so I I didn't really like The Irishman, and as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, DJ, you asshole!" Like that, that I wasn't really enjoying it. I was like. But could you understand like, what's my why am I going to lie and say that I really like this? Because I don't want to be the only person that didn't yeah. like it. And but did you understand everyone was like what kind of fucking loser <laughs> like the Irishman? I was like, hey, hold it.
1: But like for me, there are those movies where I'm like, oh, man, I'm not really liking this. And like a lot of other people are. Yeah. Um, you could see. Oh, I, I it, absolutely it,
0: could see why people like, would love it. Yeah. And OK. People would hate it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I I, I don't understand, like, how people would... I guess I could understand how people would hate it. It's very slow and it's long. Yes. Um, So, like, I get it, but, like... And there's so
0: much fat that could have been trimmed. And when you've got a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, it better not feel like three-and-a-half hours. That's why I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was long and it didn't feel long
1: yeah but for me though time. like for me it's three and a half hours, and there's probably some things that could have been trimmed especially towards the beginning the beginning is really slow um but for me, I didn't come away it did feel like three and a half hours I'll give you that yeah but the last half flew by oh so the
0: last i will say hour I was so like all right oh so, my God I guess we'll
1: officially get into it now yeah. because like this was was your takeaway that you so if we're going to break it down into like thirds. Okay. The, like the first third is a lot of setup.
0: First third I liked.
1: Really? Yes. I, I think the first third is a bit of a drag. It takes a little while to get to get its feet
0: going. Um But that's what I like in Scorsese's movie. I like when they're just sitting around having glasses of wine, uh, doing a job, shooting I didn't, somebody and then sitting back down and another I, glass of wine.
1: I wasn't sitting there being like, "Oh man, this sucks." I was I was just kind of waiting for, oh, for something to spin. So
0: once it got to the second third, we'll say, uh, which would be uh, Jimmy Hoffa, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this was this is a Jimmy Hoffa movie, and you didn't get to Jimmy Hoffa until, I don't know, an hour and 15 in? An hour and a half in? Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, that's weird. You're making it seem like Jimmy Hoffa... Is it it does become this guy's work with Jimmy Hoffa? Is just like a little part of the movie, and I'm guessing that's not what it's supposed to be. And then by the time the movie was over, I was like, Yeah, this was this movie was about this guy and Jimmy Hoffa. And they made it feel like you're expecting there to be just like a little Jimmy Hoffa. And then it goes on to something else.
1: Yeah, but so like I, I understand where you're coming from because it is it is like a the Irishman and Jimmy Hoffa like their relationship. Yeah, but it's also I think equally as important to establish the relationship with Joe Pesci's character. And I thought that uh, that Robert De Niro's character and Joe Pesci's character had a a really interesting relationship too. Yeah, and so it, it's sort of like a a love triangle movie, if if you will.
0: I mean, you're never going to get a complaint out of me with a lot of Joe Pesci. I love Joe Pesci. Probably of all the people in that movie, mm-hmm. he's my favorite. Maybe that's being the the Beatles fan that that says that you say Ringer. George is your favorite, oh. so you sound cool and enlightened. I would imagine, though, that of like that trio of De Niro, uh, Pacino, and Pesci,
1: he's probably I guess third. a lot
0: of people would say that they like Pesci the most. But I think that they'd acknowledge that. The two titans there are De Niro. Right. If you
1: got to put Pacino, two into like the acting Hall of Fame, you're right, probably doing De Niro and Puccino.
0: Although, I don't know. I don't know anything about acting or movies or anything. Do how good an actor is Robert De Niro? Was Robert De Niro good in this movie? I don't know. I think he's pretty every good, time I yeah. watch Joe Pesci, I'm like Joe Pesci was unbelievable. Yes. <laughs>
1: So, what are you going to say about Joe Pesci in this movie? You're I, I, yeah,
0: I have no problem with a lot of Joe Pesci. That's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I thought that all, I mean all the performance in performances in this movie were very good, with the exception of uh, I mean we we have to talk about it because it's like Ben the the, the the scene. Yeah, the I didn't sc- have
0: a problem with the de aging, by the way.
1: No, I didn't either. I mean, it was a a little bit distracting at some yeah. points. But I would say that it it wasn't so much an issue. That's because it was there, right? And because you know what Robert De Niro looks like now, right? Um, I think the bigger issue there with the de aging thing is that, like, he at at no point does he look like a young man.
0: Right? He he looks at least forty body of an old man, but. But Which with that being, but with that being said, so how old was he awkward. in
1: Taxi Driver? Because he looked like a fucking old man in Taxi Driver too. And oh, he was no, supposed he didn't. to. I, I think thought he was that, supposed
0: to be like he was supposed to be like twenty or something in Taxi Driver. Right? I mean,
1: he looked at least thirty five.
0: Right, you know, he looked like he was in his thirties. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, like Robert De Niro, I don't think has ever looked young.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's
1: what I would say.
0: That's fair, right? There's like shades of younger Robert De Niro's. Like when yes, I watch Taxi yeah. Driver, when I watch King of Comedy. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like that's what Robert De Niro looked like when he was younger. But it was he was middle aged.
1: Yes, yeah. So like, I think that was the bigger issue is that like, uh, Joe Pesci's calling Robert De Niro a kid when Robert De Niro looks like fucking forty five.
0: Right. When in Goodfellas, Joe Pesci was too old for his role, so they had to put stuff in his face and everything to make him look young. And that was what was Goodfellas, 1991. Sure. Somewhere around that? I would guess.
1: Probably. Let's set um, let's it up. But yeah. Black I, Christmas. The, uh, the, the scene where... 1990. Okay. Not bad. One year off. Yeah. Um, the scene where he beats up the grocer is yeah. just... I mean, it's an abomination of a scene.
0: It's... And it's for two reasons. One, again, you can de-age his face, but he's walking around like an old man. Yeah. So it's, it's a very awkward juxtaposition and B, the way they shot it. Somebody said that it was they, they shot it that way as a nod to some other movie, to
1: Goodfellas, right? The where he's like kicking and or I don't know that, I don't
0: know whatever. It's a people nod keep comparing cool. it to you God- ended up with the suckiest scene <laughs> yeah. ever.
1: People keep comparing it to Goodfellas because like De Niro does the awkward kicks in Goodfellas too. Oh okay. Um, I don't know. I don't think that he would have done a nod to his own movie, but um, but yeah. I mean, just like the,
0: you don't think that Scorsese would do a nod to himself?
1: I don't know. I feel he, like he's, he's not a, flowers is No, who is the guy who did uh who uh, oh Todd Phillips. He wouldn't talk to himself. Todd Phillips, himself. Right. Todd Phillips
0: <laughs> do nods to himself. Uh, um, what's his face would do nods to himself? Uh who's the uh, shoot? Um uh, Quentin Tarantino. Would do oh, for himself. sure. Oh, yeah, for wants, sure. All Quentin Tarantino wants to do is nods.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, but like the, there's so many bad things about the scene. Obviously, him walking around like an old man uh, is the number one. Uh, number two, his sleeves are too long. Sleeves are way too long in 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 that scene. Well, he's a young he's, man, he's, he doesn't know his dress. He's holding like he's got the weird like yeah. they're over his hand, and he's holding them, yes. and it looks it makes him look way more awkward. Also, the grocer is craw- like army crawling out the door, and like his head lightly taps the the door, and the
0: glass just completely yes. shatters. Flies yeah. out Randy Haven's Godzilla death style yeah. just.
1: <laughs> poof, poof. And then at one point, while De Niro is kicking him on the ground. Uh, De Niro like gets mixed up and he kicks with the wrong foot. I don't know if you've so- you noticed that he stomps. I'm with a the- watcher, not a player. <laughs> he stomps with the wrong foot away from the guy. Oh yes, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like what is happening the oh. here? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Uh, it's just a terrible, terrible scene. I can't believe that they allowed that to stay. And I know it's an important scene, and it like establishes right. a lot moving forward up stuff in the movie. But damn, that you got to reshoot that.
0: Oh man, I had a uh, people were people did did some investigation into whether uh, Anna Paquin is it Paquin or Paquin? I think it's Paquin. I think it's Chabert. Uh, I think it's
1: uh Pacino. Pacino.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Glad we arrived there at the exact same time. Uh,
1: Pacino, Pacino?
0: I think it's Pacino. Uh, Anna Pacino. Had seven lines in the movie, which was controversy. Wonderful. It was one like if you want, you want one of my great jobs. Anna Paquin and Scorsese not overdoing it with that relationship because that made that told you everything you needed to know about that relationship. Like you are literally waiting for her character to show any sign of approval or tolerance for her father. And it never comes. And the father, and the, the father, uh, Robert De Niro, and his buddy Joe Pesci. There are so many scenes where they're like, "We got her. This. Do you think she approves of us now? Do you think she has?" Mm-hmm. And she just, she, b- both the, the kid actor and Anna Paquin, Paquin Pacino, were unbelievable with that. And I was going to say, ruin that would have been to create it, it. it, which is. Give, give them too many lines. Creed would have been a great character in The Office, but they made him do the same joke 500 times. I always say, if Creed... Creed should have had five to seven lines in the entire run of The Office, and he would have been legendary. Anna P. had seven lines, as was brought to our attention after, mm-hmm. and I thought she was brilliant.
1: Yeah. It. Well, and I was going to say, like, if there's somebody who can thrive in that role, it's Anna Paquin, Paquin... Puccino, uh, because I mean, like, she's done it her whole career. She's amazing at just like serving looks.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, like she she, she, she
1: has like very strong facial features and like, or not facial features, but like facial expressions. Ah. and she was so good. Do you know what? Her- also, like the fact that that like the audacity of even bringing up the number of lines that she has in that movie yeah. when like literally a part of her character's storyline is that she, she doesn't talk yeah. to her far- father. Like, what are we doing here? I, I, I sort of understand it with, uh, when it, when it, when happened to for
0: Car- Kyrie Irving, yes. it's all about the likes and the clicks. Anybody yeah. who writes up, Hey, she only had this many lines in the movie after seeing the movie. Right. I think like knows that's, that's your takeaway. A little disingenuous. Yeah. but I think that they know like, Hey, if we do a post that says, how come she only had seven lines in this? People, I mean, I was—if I hadn't seen the movie, I would have been interested. I would have been like, "Wait, this is a three and a half hour movie. You got a great actress, and she's only got seven lines. This better be some like Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. Hey, I just want to be in the movie. Pay me anything." But I'd seen the movie, and I was like, "Oh, well, her character didn't speak." Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's more uh, playing to people who didn't see the movie because I would have—I would have been curious, and I would have taken the bait, if you will. And I also that.
1: think that it like that's become a thing now after the the Margot Robbie thing because that happened to her at, yeah. with Quentin Tarantino and uh, unfortunately Martin Scorsese didn't give us a, uh, a as good of a, a video. I,
0: yeah. did, I, I reject that narrative I for whatever it was. Reject your hypothesis. Yes. That's an okay Tarantino out of Dave. It's pretty good. I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> That's a Pretty little, solid. little uh, Martin, old Martin Landau. You know that guy? Uh,
1: I've heard the name. Don't know off the top of my
0: head. You haven't seen Entourage, which is my favorite thing about you. He plays Bob Ryan, prolific sports writer. Does he play no, him? I was no, gonna, he, say. the name of his character is Bob Ryan. Okay. He's like a very washed-up uh, producer who's trying to get back in the game. And uh, he, every, he ends every sentence with... Uh, is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's also in, uh, what's it called, which I saw re- again Wait, recently, Rounders. Is
1: this the guy uh, from Scrubs?
0: No. Who are you thinking of?
1: Uh, the guy. Bob Kelso? No, the guy, the hypochondriac from.
0: Oh, no. Because that, that's that what your impre- that's what your impression sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it sounds like the, the, that guy's in uh, Spin City? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's great. I We know his name. What's that guy's name? I Spin City. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Scrubs. I think he's also in Toy Story. Ipochondriac. Yeah, he's got to play the, uh, the T-Rex, would it be? Is that Richard Maybe. Kind? Richard Kind, yeah. Let's Who see. does he play in Toy Story? Toy Story. Oh, it says he's known for Pixar films such as Toy Story 3. Like, I'm pretty sure he was in <laughs> Bookworm. Why am I thinking of the... Who plays the T-Rex? That's the guy, the bald guy, the goofy bald guy. Oh, that's the guy. Princess Bride guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Rex. Oh, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> what? Um, no.
1: Yeah. What? I'm kidding. Oh, you motherfucker. Um, yeah. The so the Irishman. Uh, one of the interesting things for for me was that you didn't like the end.
0: Yes, that was my so that was my big thing. The do we did we need the. 40 minute to an hour long coda oh, and i cannot feel where more Martin strongly Scorsese gets to say oh i've got i know action bronson i put action bronson in the movie i don't ca- i care about action bronson hope you're good dude all su- wish you all the success and the best in that moment i don't care to see <laughs> action bronson if it's going to make this movie any longer <laughs> yeah i mean
1: i understand that like they did get a little over good job by him yeah, uh, yeah, and also, big, also, um, what's his name? Um, the The comedian Sebastian Maniscalco.
0: Oh yeah,
1: uh, he was pretty good.
0: Big uh, isn't what's his face in it?
1: Oh, um, uh, 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 Jim Norton. Jim Jim yeah. Norton was in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. This is this a lot of cameos. Big week for musicians in movies. Who else? Action Bronson yeah. in The Irishman.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill
0: Simpson yeah. playing a very challenging role in Queen and Slim. And Flea.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's right.
0: Queen and Slim. Yeah. That, that I think, is, uh, so I, not to brag, not to tell any tales out of school, I uh, did some light texting with our, our queen, Lena, saying. Wait, not Dunham. N- right. <laughs> No, the the one that doesn't throw dogs away. <laughs> uh, the 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 one who is I don't know. I, I guess that like that if you were to say like, hey, great uh, like maker of great television and now cinema, Lena. Who am I talking about? I bet some people would be like, oh, Lena Dunham.
1: I got to tell you, I texted uh, I texted Ellen. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm at the movies. She's like, what are you seeing? And I was like, uh, Queen and Slim. Lena wrote it, and she's like, Dunham, and I was like. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Like
0: there is <laughs> After, there I, is after I
1: gave her the description of the movie, too. It was like a young black couple on a first date, uh, kill a cop in self-defense, and then they go on the run. And I was like, she's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I was like, yeah, Lena wrote it. And she's like, Dunham?
0: No like, effect, imagine I, if Lena
1: Dunham wrote that movie.
0: <laughs> I would not trust Lena Dunham no. with, that, uh, with that story. But um, I did, yeah, I, I shot Lena. <laughs> what was my point going to be? What were we talking about?
1: The End of the Irishman.
0: Oh no, we were talking about actors in uh, or musicians acting in these things, and I did have a few questions I wanted to ask, but I just kind of left it at like, "Wow, that was great, great job to everybody." <laughs> blah blah blah, yeah, whatever. But I want to be like, "Hey, were was Sturgill in this? And were there so many musicians in this movie because of because Melina Matsoukas directed it? She directs uh, Insecure." But she also is a prolific music video director, so I'm oh, wondering okay. if she's like made some Sturgill Simpson music videos. maybe some Red Hot Chili Peppers music videos. And she pulled the old, whoever directed uh, Hotel Artemis, and was like, "Yo, I know some musicians who would be great for these roles." <laughs> Dying early. Let's get let's right. Let's get Sturgill in it. Yeah. So Sturgill and Sturgill has a Tillman like. In it for a minute and dies, he plays a far more critical uh, role. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, the end of The Irishman and Action Bronson. uh, Ridiculous. Too long. The end of The Irishman is just him sitting there waiting to die. And he doesn't have any friends anymore because they've all died. And he and his daughter still doesn't talk to him.
1: The end of the movie is so is the most critical part and the like the biggest part of the movie that I, I guess liked. I
0: should have just watched that instead of <laughs> five and a half hours of no because else. the
1: end is what like is the biggest thing that differentiates it from every other mob movie for me because like they add the element of humanity and just show that like like every mob movie they uh, did that? sexies sexies up the mob life yeah. and like and maybe sometimes they die at the end, but they never really give you, like, like the real human, terrible side of the mob. Can
0: I tell you, there's a movie that does that. There's a a gangster film, a very prolific, famous gangster film, that does that, and they do it in 10 seconds, and it was actually made by some of the same people. It's called Goodfellas. (laughs) They show in three seconds, he... uh, he informs on them, goes into witness protection, and then he's not happy in his plain normal life. I got, I ordered uh, spaghetti with marinara sauce, and they gave me some egg noodles and ketchup. He goes out to get some paper, and that is the end of the movie. Took you two seconds. Took you two seconds. Yeah, but I think it, I think it
1: hammers at home effectively in this one, uh, like just how how what, miserable you know? you, it can you be. Not
0: believe him. The, the, no, the, the, like
1: it's. I thought that th- this one sticks with you more than Goodfellas does.
0: It sticks with because you it takes for the y- entire hour that you're watching. I it.
1: mean, you're crazy, man. I thought that the end was unbelievable, possibly the best part of the movie because wow. just because I think it does it so effectively. Like you, you've the the scene where he calls. I don't know if we're we're spoiling, but the scene where he makes the phone call. If you
0: haven't signed up to watch a a seven-and-a-half-hour movie by now, you don't care. The scene where
1: he makes the phone call is so good and just is, I mean, then all the fallout and how fucking terrible their life has become is, I think it's amazing.
0: It wasn't the best phone call scene of the week. Queen and Slim had, I like that. Would you say that before we get to Queen and Slim, like, would you say the Queen and Slim is definitely better than the Irishman? Yes. So I guess it doesn't it doesn't say much then because if Queen and Slim is better than the Irishman, then the things that Queen and Slim does is probably better than stuff that the Irishman does. But the point I was going to make was Queen and Slim has a way better phone call scene and a way more which one when he calls his dad. Uh, I don't
1: know. I disagree. Better- oh, I disagree. Man. Disagree. That's-
0: and I knew it was going to happen in that scene. Can we just start start talking about Queen Slim? Uh, the, yeah. The, the, the uh, overall. So, you said that, very that you good. really liked the movie, very good. I said it was uh, good, like B minus C plus whatever.
1: Mm, I think it's a little low. I'd say it's it's like probably a B plus.
0: I'll watch. I, I won't like. I don't know if B I'll plus put, A minus. I don't know if I'll put it on again. But if somebody has it on, I won't hate. I won't dislike watching it. Yeah. There are parts of the movie that I liked. I just think that overall. It was, it was just kind of muddy for a Scorsese movie.
1: I'll say B, B plus to A minus, and uh, I will revise my initial statement that I, when I said I can't wait to see it again because I haven't seen it again, and it's just been readily available to me.
0: Uh, you want to r- run through some Scorsese movies and say better or worse than The Irishman? Sure, let's do it. Okay, uh, The Irish No, uh, <laughs> Goodfellas better, <laughs> better for, better for than sure than The Irishman. So we'll say The Irishman was better or worse than this. All right. Was it better than Goodfellas? No. No. Better than Taxi Driver? No. I think,
1: yes. Really? Yeah. I'm
0: crazy about Taxi Driver. I liked
1: Taxi Driver a lot. I think The the Irishman's better.
0: Uh, The Departed? I'd say The Departed's better. The Departed's better. Raging Bull? Haven't seen. Haven't seen it. Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, The the Irishman's better. I think The Wolf of Wall Street, much better. Really? I think Wolf of Wall Street gets hated on because it's so
1: douchey. Yeah.
0: But I I guess there's like a part of me that like... That, i like I don't know, it it's like someone who watches horror movies you don't like horror but i like it but factory. i think that there's
1: a lot more fat that can be trimmed off of the wolf of wall street than Both there is have
0: tons of fat yeah. that can be trimmed casino not even close yeah. casino's a million times better the king of comedy have you seen that no uh oh yeah i think i think i saw it yeah and you saw you it, for Joker. it and i was like i'll explain it to you yeah. and we never got around to it it's good uh mean streets haven't seen uh shutter island Shutter Island's very good. See, like I think that Shutter Island's good. Do people shit on Shutter Island? They might.
1: I had just seen it for the first time, like, maybe six months ago, seven months ago. Ah. Uh, um, very good movie. I saw
0: it in theaters, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Gangs of New York. Have you?
1: No, but I've heard that movie is very, very good as well. I haven't
0: seen The Aviator.
1: Uh, I have. Uh, Irishman's better.
0: I haven't seen Cape Fear. Um, I haven't seen... After Hours, that's on the other channel. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen... So I, maybe I haven't seen like a lot of these. The Last Waltz, I would say, is better than The Irishman. So I like,
1: three or four, maybe, movies better than The Irishman. Are maybe you allowed five? to throw in
0: uh, documentaries or music videos when talking about Martin Scorsese? No. Because if you were to say, like, hey... He's done music videos? Well, the, the Last Waltz. Not oh. music videos. Like, uh like concert films, okay. I guess. Uh, cause if you were to say like, Hey, best Scorsese movie, I feel like people have said like the last waltz, which, really. but I'd be like 2011's George Harrison living in <laughs> the material wait. world. Did I you ever see that? That's no. a long ass documentary, but it is great.
1: I can't wait for, uh, I can't wait for people to ask me what my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie is.
0: Um, little of your, hallelujah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny going down because uh, I just went down Paul Thomas Anderson's IMDb page the other day.
0: He's like basically out of the game except yes. for Heim, right? Yes, <laughs> and it's just
1: and it's just completely like Heim, 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 he
0: and, uh, and and it's
1: so funny whoa. that he just lists it on like his main page, yeah, where all his other oh, Oscar-winning movies are listed.
0: What's the, uh, the 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 like prolific actor, like one of the best actors ever, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. Uh, he and Daniel Day Lewis both like hung it up after Phantom Thread. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Daniel Day Lewis. Like I've had a great career. This is if me, right? He retired after that, right?
1: He so, supposedly. Okay. He supposedly done.
0: Um, he so he was like, "I'm out of the game," and Paul Thomas Anderson was like, "Same, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of the movie game. <laughs> I'm thinking just time. Well, videos. pivot
1: to music videos."
0: Yo, they're all good. I, I, yeah,
1: they are very, very good.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the uh, so I saw. I was watching uh, the the Now a Minute video um, the other day, and like the top YouTube comment is like, "Rumor has it they just haven't stopped walking since uh, whatever the oh, first one was." I uh,
0: want you back. Yeah,
1: and so That's actually, an I think awesome it might have been video. before that one. Uh, so like they just there's like the last four music videos have just been them
0: walking. Well, let me think. Uh, don't save me. I think they're playing basketball. Um, falling. They're in the the jungle, and it's like a. If memory serves, it's like a very sexy music video. If mm-hmm. I could change your mind, that was like the very uh, like Aaliyah esque video. The wire. They're just breaking up with uh, with Yorm. Really? Who, oh, you haven't seen no. the wire video? It's that's a funny music video. The, uh, each as during each of their verses. They're break, they break up with their boyfriend in, like, a very, like, hey, I'm kind of over it kind of way. Like, uh, I think Alana breaks up with her boyfriend with just uh, peace sign text. And uh, the boyfriends, like, keep coming together and crying together. And they, like, no, the, the whole music video is them being very sad and trying to, to win the Heim ladies. Back. that's a great music video but nice. non Paul Thomas Anderson division okay so done with the Irishman who knows Follow i see it again or before, we to, uh, before we get
1: to before we get to Queen and Slim which we're definitely going to talk about um, you saw you finally saw The Last Black Man in San Francisco yes. I wanted to get your thoughts on
0: that awesome awesome yeah. two amazing performances yeah um, the uh, the the memorial scene was unbelievable
1: I mean, just, I think that's, like, the best shot movie of the year, too.
0: Who did who did that?
1: I do not know. Um, but, like, how, um, I mean, obviously, San Francisco is, like, a beautiful city anyway. But, like, how amazing were some of those fucking scenes?
0: Yeah. So, I've never been to San Francisco. But it does a very good job of setting up, like, which districts and which areas are occupied by yuppies. Because Sa- San Francisco is, like, a big mm-hmm. yuppie town, right? Yeah. It's also covered in Blind Spotting, The character is yes. very upset that uh, hipsters yeah. are infiltrating Oakland.
1: But, yeah, b- I mean, both movies are about gentrification. I just watched Blind Spotting this week again. Uh, that movie fucking I put rules it on again
0: last night. Yeah, the movie that's is a great movie.
1: amazing. Um,
0: I also didn't realize that uh, David Diggs is. I, I like David Diggs's name a million times more now. That it is just the. Hebrew or a lot of different uh, countries, nationalities, languages, whatever, pronunciation of David. Oh, really? Yeah, my, when You're going to start little, doing that? When I was a little kid, my mom would call me David. Oh, and really? And I was like, yo, did you name me David or did you <laughs> name me David? And then you were like, Cut I'm it accepting she, either of she's them. She's like, this is how like, Armenians yeah. would say it. They, they'd call you David. So,
1: Last Black Man in San Francisco, directed by Joe Talbot. Uh, it's his second movie. First wow. one I have never heard of. So oh, like, I great know, job!
0: I did know that uh, the main character, Jimmy Fails, wrote it.
1: Yes, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. And great. like that's like he's not like a big actor. No, and he was very good in this movie. He was very very good.
0: Yeah, shout out Danny Glover taking on a relatively small role and just killing it. Yeah, I would say Last Black Man in San Francisco is, I think i I got the list of my top movies. I think I got it at like
1: it's still in my top three.
0: oh, it's in your top three,
1: yeah, I mean, I had it number one for the longest time.
0: Yowzers. all right, mine currently come on notes I
1: think Would peanut butter falcon mean? is is like slowly climbing towards my top three too really, and it might be it might be a top three favorite, not best right, but that's like saying,
0: like the my the only thing I hold against uh
1: Right. I mean, A yeah, peanut butter it's, Falcon it's, is it's an easy, light. easy to knock out of the park if you do it well.
0: Right. Um, my. All right. My top my favorite movies right now. I'm going one Queen and Slim, two Knives Out, three Parasite, four Midsommar, five One's Time in Hollywood, six Jojo Rabbit, seven Peanut Butter Falcon, eight The Last Black Man in San Francisco, nine The Lighthouse, 10, Cold Pursuit. And I know that at some point Cold Pursuit is going to get bumped out, but it's kind of important. You kind of just wanted to put it I, there. Right, exactly. you acknowledged it's it. It's important to me that I acknowledge that Like I thought Cold Pursuit ruled. And I didn't even <laughs> know so when ridiculous. I first saw Cold Pursuit, I don't think it ruled. No. And just over time, like the more. I just think that. I rewatched it's... it again recently. I was like. Yo, this movie is I just the think
1: best. that it's funny that like you didn't like you didn't really like the movie that much uh after seeing it the first time. Yeah. And then you found out that it just copied another movie and you like were like <laughs> yeah.
0: that made me like it more.
1: It's so funny. It's uh, uh
0: it's great. There there are some movies though from the past year that I think will be remembered maybe as like, yo, this was supposed to be stupid and bad, but it was a good movie. You know what's on that list for me? What? Uh, ready or not?
1: Uh, that's the hide and seek one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one was it was, like was a okay. Stupid yeah. ass movie, but I thought it was dumb. You know
1: what? I also liked. I mean, we started off the year with this. With this one was uh, Escape Room. Escape Room wasn't that bad.
0: I've got to rewatch Escape Room. I mean, it was I, I for sure. Like, and, like, I thought it was dumb, like,
1: but it was a very entertaining. Was dumb. it Blumhouse? Yeah,
0: it was like your your general Blumhouse yeah. type fodder.
1: I we I mean we we mentioned it at the top of the episode, but like. I'm, I'm in such a good place with movies right now yes. because because number one, there are movies that I really liked, like favorites that are going to come out of this year. The Peanut Butter Falcon is going to be a favorite of mine for a long, long time. I love that. But also we are getting punched in the face over and over and over again at the end of the year by prestige movies that are completely living up to the hype. Like yeah. every movie that I've seen in the past like month, month and a half it's just really been good. unbelievable. Yeah,
0: we uh, and we still, and haven't I haven't seen, seen
1: like a couple of them that are
0: supposedly great. We still haven't seen uncut gems. I yeah. still haven't seen the favorite. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, the, uncut the, uh, gems. the farewell. The the favorite, <laughs> the farewell. Yeah, um, December thirteenth is just like a big ass. It's
1: like a take off a of work day and go to the movies all day. I legitimately did take half Fridays off. off so
0: really, yeah. Do you want to? I don't know if you want to do this. Do you want to come to Ween with me? Uh, it's going to cost maybe. you a lot of money because it's sold out and tickets Probably are reselling not for a ridiculous amount of money. And I love that. That, like, Ween's in town. Can't get a ticket. <laughs> because legitimately, what person that has bought a Ween ticket... If you've bought a Ween ticket, it means you're a huge Ween fan. Right. because there's no Nobody's reselling
1: like, Ween tickets. No one's,
0: like, a light Ween fan. Yeah. But, like, if tickets were cheap and available i kind of would want to expose you to wean just be like hey we want to go stand around a bunch of middle-aged dudes having the time of their lives being a little too drunk right yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is for sure a concert where like
1: a lot of overserving.
0: a lot of just like guys getting buzzed uh wearing t-shirts that are a little snug for them like they're but i bet it's like a lot of bellies but i bet
1: concert. it's like the friendliest crowd oh yeah Yeah, so, I I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, but I'm not going to pay a lot of money.
0: Last time I went to a Ween concert, I had an extra ticket, as I have both times I've gone to Ween concerts, because (laughs) nobody would go with me, and as I was walking in, there were these, like, stoner kids, which now I love, thanks to the movie Let It Snow, stoner is no longer derogatory, they're just kids who happen to be smoking a lot of pot, and uh, they were like, well, we got seven tickets, but there's eight of us, so... Should so and so buy his own ticket, or should we each put in a few bucks so we can get a ticket? And I think it was the same deal. I think that people were reselling them. And it was probably expensive or whatever. And I had the extra ticket, and I was like, "Hey, you gentlemen needed a ticket?" And they were like, "Yeah." I just gave it to him. I was like, "Pay it forward, boys." Said like a cool twenty seventeen <laughs> thing. Pay it forward. That, referencing that classic <laughs> film, yeah, which definitely came out in 2017. Yeah, really. Uh, pay it forward, my dudes. And they were like, I don't even think they were like, Oh my god, thanks. They were like, Oh, oh word, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> then I went in. I think I got some pizza at the venue. Watched it by my. Watched the concert by myself. It was great. They did a big. They did a big set at the end of the show where they played all of their gay songs. It was. Amazing.
1: Sounds like a good time.
0: They played actually they played Boys Club early on and then they played uh and they did a run of their Hey, if you're a gay dude, just get out there, be a gay dude song. It was quite wonderful. Look forward to that. But yeah, that December thirteenth, Uncut Gems comes out. Uh Richard Jewell comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. You've warned me though. You're I've like hey, you, man. Man, Clint Eastwood movies. <laughs> And it's don't and like, get too psyched.
1: It could be like a recency bias thing because I'm just I have such a bad taste in my mouth after the mule because see
0: I never saw that so maybe you didn't see the mule okay yeah. the mule
1: stunk it was very <laughs> bad and like that story is so interesting so you like you you're excited about Richard Jewell for good reason because the story is interesting right but Clint Eastwood has proven that he can screw up an interesting story but I will say. Uh, it's good that I... I I think that it's good that he's not in it. (laughs) Yeah. Because he was uh, a little rough, and he's just so fucking old, man. Uh, So I'm glad that he's kind of taking a step back, letting other people steal the show. Obviously, the cast is really good. Um, And I'm interested by the trailers and stuff. I'm just very cautious optimism going into Richard Jewell.
0: I think that uh, Black Christmas does come out on December 13th as well. So, so that do we, could we be do long day. So is day. it those two, um, and then uncut, uncut gems, gems Black Christmas, and Richard Jewell. Nice little triple feature. Should I? Should I do that? Should I do all three of those in one day and then go to a Ween concert? That could be, it could be a hell of a day. That could be exhausted. That's just so much enter- That's more entertainment, even in today's crazy world, than somebody could tolerate. Also, like you, you're taking a chance
1: because, like, um, because. Richard Jewell and Uncut Gems could be like could be heavy hitters, right? And so that's true. And w- I guess we'll talk about this now with uh, with Queen and Slim. But when when I walked out of the theater after Cl- Queen and Slim, all I wanted to do was go to bed I, because yes. I feel like I had gone twelve rounds You're- while watching that movie. It was just like punch after punch after punch. It was exhausting, in- and I say that in, the, in like the most complimentary way yes. possible
0: because it is. A heavy movie that just takes so much out of you, and that's like the biggest compliment that I can give to that movie, and that I can give to Lena. If you watch The Shy, maybe like there was a, there was something that happened in that movie, so painful, so challenging, it literally destroyed me. This mm. scene, I was when it happened. I hit my face so hard with both hands. Like, it was all, just like uh, home alone. Yes, I was Cat just like McAllister. staring ahead like oh my god, like my body doesn't know how to react to what I just saw. And then by the time it wore off, I was like Lena does that so well. If you watch The Shy, she she sets things up and you still don't see it coming. And then when it happens, and when like a shocking shoe drops, you're like, I can't believe that. If you, I don't think it's uh, spoiling it much. If you watch The Shy, there's uh, the uh, character Miss Ethel. She's the cantankerous old woman who uh, lives in the, the, the neighborhood where The Shy takes place. And there's a scene. Where someone shows up to her door and I forget what he's there for. He's, uh, I think he's saying like, hey, like we need to take a look inside your house for this reason or whatever. And she comes to the door, sweet talks to her for a second and then boom, like punches her and like attacks her. And these people come in and they, I think they, they rob her. I, I forget what they're doing, but they beat up this old woman. And you're like, oh, stop showing this. Like, I don't want to see it. And it just fucks you up so much and i guess like 24 is like the lightest version of that where they'll like kill off a character that you're like oh my god how could you kill off this character or like how could you put this scene in there lena is like a master of that so when you say like it felt like you got punched in the face a million times watching that movie this it's one of the heaviest movies i've Ever seen, and one of the most challenging movies I've ever seen. It, yeah, the, I mean, the subject matter is is obviously. super difficult, right? So that that's the thing. Like, I wish, I mean, I, I wish that that we had Lena on this episode to like ask her about certain things and why she made certain choices. But we've seen movies where, and we've seen in uh, all, all sorts of uh, entertainment, whether it's movies, music, whatever. Them address the issue of police brutality, and I felt like I was going to do a spoiler, but I'll say like it's in the trailer. Cop pulls them over and shoots them. Yeah, cop a cop pulls them over, and she's a lawyer, and she says, "I'm I'm taking out my phone to record this," and this is after he's pulled his gun on Daniel Kaluuya for absolutely no no reason. reason. And she says, "I'm I'm a I'm an attorney. I'm taking like taking out my phone so I can record this." and he shoots her, and they shoot him in self-defense. And then they they go on the run, as I think people know is the plot of this movie. If this movie just painted it as, all right, cops are the bad guys, civilians are the good guys, Mm -hmm. that's it, the movie probably would have been a lot more simple, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't do that. Right. And it is the whole time, every new character that you meet, whether it's civilian, whether it's cop, whether it's, w- like, white strangers, there's, like, the, the scene where they stay with Flea, and I forget her name, Chloe...
1: Vermil... Vermil... So, I do so, so... Oh, no, yeah, I'm thinking about somebody, di- somebody different, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah she's, g- she's good, but, but I forget like, her name. But, you,
0: along with these characters in real time, are, like, on the edge of your seat, heart pounding. Like, are these, are these the people that are going to fuck them over? Yeah. Are these the people that are going to help them? And, but it's so, just, it's just so well done where yeah. every character, regardless of police, civilian, black, white, you're like, w- what's happening?
1: Yeah. The, so like the, basically what the entire movie is, is basically, uh, you riding along with them as they're on the run, and you trying to figure out like the motivations behind all these people, right? That they meet, and like all the people that are either helping them or tracking them or whatever. Um, and so, like you're left to figure out with them, yeah. what their intentions are. And I will say, I came away my biggest takeaway from this movie was that. It does a really, really good job of humanizing basically every person in part of this story. Right.
0: Even if they're not in it for a, a ton. Right. Like, they... There's there's no, like... There's no v-
1: generic character pretty much right. throughout there the entire really, movie. Right, yeah. There's no trope, uh, I would say. Like, I think... There's one part that kind of I thought wasn't great and it was um, like the comedic relief that definitely didn't need to be in there.
0: Oh, are you talking about her uncle or her No, uh,
1: no, the guy that they hit with the car?
0: Oh, yeah. That one that was a little like too goofy for me. Yeah, the I thought you were gonna talk about the uncle. I've seen some mixed reviews to the uncle that they stay with. They're like, Is him abusing women supposed to be some sort of comic relief and I don't know if he was necessarily supposed to be comic relief. I think it was like, this is the only person that they can
1: see. I I didn't even, I didn't even take it that way. Uh, when I was watching it, like I just looked at it very much like a lot of other characters where it's like, he's, he's doing, he's doing a very bad thing. And like he, he's clearly what he did was, was wrong. Mm Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make him just like an overtly h- evil human being. Yeah. It's, like, something that, that you know, because he was in the fucking war. He's fucked up. Right. He's, he's dealing so with that's a where, lot like, of shit. He's clearly an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, he's, he has demons. So that's a like, good
0: point you make with, like, how they do humanize yeah. everybody. There are a lot of
1: layers to, yeah. like, uh, the movie, to uh, to the characters in the movie. Um. So, like, that was what I enjoyed most about it was just, like, how well they were able to like create depth to every character that you meet along the way.
0: Yeah, and I loved the... I think that uh, Melina Matsoukas should be nominated for Best Director. There were a lot of... Uh, there were a lot of, like, Lemonade-esque scenes of just, like, shooting one person in silence for, like, 30 seconds. Like, Daniel Kaluuya, when, he's, when he finally is sitting on the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like trying to process everything. And it's just like a long ass scene of just him in silence. thought that was really, really good. Um, I think that, that mostly, let me see. How's this doing Rotten Tomatoes wise?
1: Right. Uh, it's, it's lower than I think you would expect.
0: Really? Yeah. Like, this could also be people who didn't see the movie thinking it's an anti-cop movie. And just vote. Oh, ninety three audience score, ninety three. I yeah. think it was eighty three on uh, eighty three tomato meter. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I also th- I really liked uh Thelma and Louise, so like, I I, I guess I really like on the run <laughs> yeah. movies. This obviously is six bajillion times heavier. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jodie Turner Smith. I I don't know if she's newcomer has been in other stuff. I'm pretty sure that this is like her big breakout like her big breakout role thought she was awesome i thought both of them were both of them were awesome great. daniel kaluuya is always great uh, and, and like
1: i think that this movie it, obviously like the subject matter is tough and like y- y- if you don't do it correctly right it, it could be very tough to watch yeah. and uh i think that also if the performances aren't great it's it's not going to come off as, as as great as it did and that's a credit to daniel kaluuya and, and uh what's her name again
0: uh, Jody Turner Smith.
1: Okay. And like both of them carried a lot of weight with this movie because it was so performance heavy.
0: Daniel Kaluuya's line, when she says to him, like, can I be your legacy? And like the way he says you already are, like, I'm, I'm I get like So matter of factly. Bruce Bump says, yeah, like, how did you not like, yeah. Oh my God, like you already are. That was one of many. There were a like, lot of fuck a lo- me up moments. Th- I mean, and, I know it
1: doesn't technically count as a jump scare, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of like, oh my, I like shocked me. Like I jumped in my seat because I did not see it coming.
0: The, 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 the riot scene. Yep. That's one of
1: them. And then the end one,
0: this was, again, I'm going to see it more times, extremely difficult movie, but I'm going to watch it a million more times. And I, it's, it's the movie that's made a big, the biggest impression on me this year. Of any of the movies. So it's it's currently in my number one spot. I, I think that really the top four right now of Queen Slim, Knives Out, Parasite and Midsomar is pretty has pretty strong separation from everything else. But yeah, cannot stress enough. Go see Queen and Slim. Is there like a funny or lighter note we could end this on?
1: My uh, top, my tight five on Queen of No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I did God.
0: not do a tight,
1: tight five. Um, uh, but no, I would say that this movie is is very good. I wouldn't say that it's my favorite of the year. I wouldn't say that it's the best of the year. I think it's it's probably uh, in the top ten, um, and maybe it gets pushed towards the back uh, if a lot of these movies coming up live up to the hype. Yeah, but like it's for sure in the top ten right now, and I really really enjoyed it, and I think that it did and. Uh, unbelievable job with the difficult path at it like if we talk about the peanut butter falcon having so such easy an easy path yeah. to nail it like this movie is very very difficult to fucking nail and i think that they did as pretty much as good as a job as they could have yeah so so that's what i'll keep
0: going back to like it is unbelievably difficult and especially like be when I, you say like the subject matter but like this, this isn't a movie that's being made about uh, police brutality and cops abusing their power in 2019 that's being made in 2075 when we look back on 2019 and say, yeah. "Like this is what people had to go through in 2019. This was a movie about now, made now, while everybody's trying to figure out mm-hmm. how the hell do we make this this world better. And it could infuriate... Anybody so, so easily. And I'm, sh- and I'm sure that it, it wasn't for everybody. And I'm sure that some people have, have and I'm sure that And I'm
1: sure that people went in looking for, for those yeah, reasons maybe, to take away, too. Maybe,
0: like maybe people went into this movie and they were like, this is a serious subject. You better get this. Exactly
1: mm-hmm.
0: how I want you to get right. it, or it, how I think, think that it should be made. Yeah, and
1: yeah. I think that people go in know, like knowing what they want it to be, and if right. it is not exactly that, then then a lot of people are going to have a problem with it.
0: Right, and like as I said at the beginning of the discussion, like maybe some people want it to be all cops are bad, all civilians are good. Maybe some people want it to be it's just underscoring that there was just this one really bad cop. Maybe some people want it to be a, a million different things, and. I'll I'll say again, I man, I wish Lena were here. She has to know when she's writing this movie that that it's people are going to disagree with it. And that it's going to be and even if they don't disagree with it, like it's going to be challenging as fuck for people. And that she goes tells that story anyway, in amazing fashion. Like I, I cannot say enough things about this movie i loved again you maybe you'll watch it and you'll be like that was the most difficult thing i watched i can't speak for the rest of my life it hurt me so much then apologies it's a very very heavy movie but if you if you can stomach it really 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 see it um here's a, a lighter thing we can edit on uh <laughs> jeff goldblum did an over under i don't know when he did it I just came across it it was one of the uh the suggestions and he did it completely wrong. It was the best thing in the world. The pitchfork overrated underrated thing. Mm-hmm. They did like okay, uh I don't know like are ovens overrated or underrated. And then he t- tells like a 75 minute story about it. Right. It's the best. <laughs> and he's just sitting there looking absolutely unbelievable. Clearly was given no direction on this, or uh, he probably more was. He was. He was given and direction and didn't on listen, this <laughs> and just didn't listen. He was like, "I'm Jeff Goldblum. I've got this," and it is <laughs> most important. See Queen and Slim. Second most <laughs> important. Watch Jeff Goldblum's Over Under. <laughs>